This is the Hot Fish series from the University of Sterling. Hello and welcome to the Hot Fish podcast series, where early career researchers at the Institute of Aquaculture, the University of Stirling, tell us something about their research and how it relates to climate change. Today I'm talking to Alex Pounds, who specialises in livelihood and health outcomes of aquaculture. At the end of 2019, she spent some time in northwest Bangladesh and saw how rice fish systems had evolved 20 years after their introduction by various development agencies, and has since had some thoughts about how climate change may impact on these systems and the people who rely on them. Hi, my name's Alexandra Pounds, and I'm going to talk about the evolution of decentralized rice fish fingerling production in Northwest Bangladesh. In this research, we looked at the evolution of this system over time. The system started because there was a lack of high quality fish seed production in that area. When it first started, rice farmers kept their own large fish that they used for breeding. But now they seem to be buying these tiny fry from specialized hatcheries and growing them to fingerling size, to a large fingerling size. The rice farmers have become this niche specialized node along the value chain, which actually increases the whole productivity of the system because larger fingerlings are better for stocking and grow up ponds. Now there are even whole marketplaces dedicated to fingerling trading. This research also found that rice farmers who continued to produce fingerlings ate fish more frequently than those who stopped the practice. Even though they sold most of their fingerlings, their households still kept and were eating some of the fingerlings that they produced, which are absolute nutrient powerhouses, particularly because they're eating whole, um, including micronutrient-rich bones and viscera. Oh, I remember when Benoit Barman was doing his field work almost 20 years ago and he found much the same. And then a PhD who went back to look at what made farmers continue or give up rice fish farming, Mohamed Haq, he found much the same as well. There was a tremendous interest by farmers because they got the best of both worlds, some cash and some food to eat. So the rice fish producers really did eat more fish than those who didn't produce fish in the same community. That's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And this has actually been the case since it was originally introduced. Previous work in the area by Mohamed Haik and Benoit Barman also found that fingerling farmers ate more fish. So clearly this system is supporting food and nutrition security. So, so Alex, the specific changes you observed in the rice fish systems, where, where do you think that climate change poses the most risks? Climate change has massive implications for Bangladesh, which is a big river delta. Already there are monsoons in the wet season that flood the fields and drought in the dry season where farmers have to rely on irrigation from tube wells in order to continue producing their crops. These extremes will only become more severe over time. For rice fish fingerling farmers, they have already proven how resilient they are. In the face of increased competition, they specialized, but potentially water shortages could lead rice farmers to economize on the amount of water they use to produce rice which could make producing fish in the same environment even more difficult. One of the trends we've already observed is a tendency for farmers to dig deeper ponds within the rice field to store the fish more effectively, um, uh, more efficiently during the dry season when water is limited. So as we face climate change, there's going to be a need for further innovation, particularly around managing year-round water supply. 
This is important for the farmer's income, but also for their nutritional well-being. Thanks, Alex, for those reflections on the dynamic around integrated rice fish production in northwest Bangladesh. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time. This podcast has been produced at the University of Stirling's Institute of Aquaculture with financial assistance from the Belmont Forum on Climate and Health. Thank you for listening.